Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life podcast and I'm your host Avik. So today we are diving into a fascinating topic that can benefit not only yourself but also those around you. We will be exploring the world of septemics, a concept that has been developed by our special guest Mr. Jim Marshall. Our special guest today is Jim who is a polymathic intellectual with over 40 years of experience in treating and training hundreds of clients so jim is the inventor of septemics and several consciousness expanding systems so let's not wait for a lot of uh, things because he is a genius and i'm i'm just ready to learn a lot more things and i i believe you all are also waiting for the same so we are truly honored to have jim as our guest today and we cannot wait to delve deeper into the topic of septemics and how it can benefit you and those around you so let's jump right so so jim thank you for joining us for the show and i believe it will be a kind of uh, dream come to for a lot of people uh, and definitely it's a topic which most of us want to know about so my first question or uh, i want to and maybe my listeners also want to understand about like who may not be familiar with the concept like could you explain like what septemics is and how it works okay Septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally the word septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 such scales which is unique and between them they span the spectrum of human experience by which i mean any human related problem difficulty dilemma that a person has can be successfully analyzed by one or more of these scales usually more than one um i wrote this book to help you I've had a lifetime of helping people. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining 
the salutariness or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. More importantly, just finding out what level you or another person is at on any scale is by itself enlightening and beneficial. And finally, once you know the actual level of any person on any scale, you can improve that person by moving them up one level at a time. All of these advantages represent major steps toward for society. And each of these scales is an axis against which to measure or evaluate human behavior. Combined, they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. That's really interesting, Jim. Like, uh, it's 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 really valuable, I would say. Uh, and with with this, I definitely uh, I also would like to understand. Like, can you share with us like some ways that septemics can be beneficial to someone who wants to improve their life? Okay. <laughs> well, first, let me give you the the, the the general answer, and then I'll give you some actual concrete examples. The data in this book are vital for every human being and can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. If someone were to invite you to a rendezvous, you would certainly expect them to tell you the time, the date, the location, and perhaps also how to get there. Needless to say, it's very difficult to get somewhere if you don't know where you are, don't know where you're going, and don't know how to get to your destination. Now, this sounds idiotic, but most people do this regularly. Most people do not know where they are, where they're going, or how to get there. And this book completely solves that across 35 axes. Would you like me to read you the names of the chapters? Because that will tell you the subject matter that's that I guess it will be helpful for our listeners as well. Like they'll okay. love to. Yeah. Yes. Okay, this won't take long. So there, there are 24 individual scales, meaning they apply more to individuals and groups, and 11 group scales. These are the individual scales: the scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, and the scale of reaction. And these are the group scales, the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Any one of these scales by itself could dramatically improve the life of the reader. Now, let me give you a hypothetical example of, of how this might work. Let's say you have a friend who's having a relationship problem 
and you want to help him out, right? You could say, come over here, let me show you something. And you show him the scale of relationships. Just the fact there is a, that there is a scale of relationships is revolutionary. And it gives you the seven levels in the correct order from the top to the bottom. He could find where his relationship is on that scale. And that will be enlightening to him. Then you can say, let's have you take a look at this scale of sexuality. Now, I already know if two people are not compatible on that scale, they cannot have a successful romantic relationship. It doesn't matter how smart they are, how congenial they are. You don't have to be at the same level, but you have to be at a compatible level. Correct. So he can find what his level is and what his girlfriend's level is. You see? And that might either tell him they're compatible or they're not. Then you can show him the scale of allegiance. Now, anytime a relationship deteriorates, it's always because allegiance has deteriorated. Right? A guy's going out with a girl and he cheats on her. He goes out with somebody else. That's obviously a deterioration of allegiance. So he could find his level on that scale and he could find her level on that scale. You see? And any one of these usages could be a big clarification for him, could result in either moving forward with the relationship or leaving the relationship. Either way, he will be happy with the result because it's the truth. Then you could show him, if you wish, the scale of permeation. Permeation is the basic action of a spiritual being. When two people love one another, it's because they are permeating one another. So he could find where he is on that scale, and he could find where she is. You see? So that's just four examples off the top of my head. I could keep doing this because a situation that's complex like that might have another half a dozen scales that apply. So the person finds a scale that he thinks applies, he uses it. You know, sometimes a certain scale won't click with him, he uses another scale. So <clears throat> that's how it works. It's, it's, it basically tells you in a specific context where you are and the next level up is where you will go to if you succeed. Now, this solves the gradient problem. Uh, one of the most pernicious problems that human beings have had for the last 6,000 years at least is the gradient problem. Every good teacher, counselor, facilitator, therapist, coach understands that human development and human improvement must occur according to gradients. And these seven levels are the gradients. So uh, when you find your level, you have to find it correctly. If you find your level, uh, you will be able to move to the next level up. Let's say you're at level four on a particular scale. If you try to move to one, two, or three, you will fail. It's too steep a gradient. But if you shoot for, uh, oh, excuse me, if you try to shoot for one or two, you will fail. But if you shoot for three, you can get there. So this saves a tremendous amount of wasted time. I can absolutely guarantee that this book can save you from catastrophes, dilemmas, indictments, bankruptcies, divorces, altercations, uh, etc. because it helps you to understand people. True. Which is something that most people cannot do. This subject 
is revolutionary uh, because it gives you 35 different ways to analyze any situation. Definitely, I guess this is this is something which is a kind of life changing. And uh, to know someone, there needs to have some connection. So building that connection, I guess it's 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 very important. And uh, it's 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 very very clear that Septemics has a lot of potential benefits. So, uh, but uh, but next thing is like uh, it's coming to my mind is like why do you think it's significant in the large context of personal growth and development so why is it so uh, like significant well you know several people have asked me what book is your book like and having gone to school for 28 years and being a well-read person i have to say in all candor i don't think there's ever been a book like this before however each of these 35 skills is expressed in the book in what you might call a table or a spreadsheet in which all of the relevant data for this axis is expressed in a, in a clear and specific way. Now, each one of those 35 tables or spreadsheets is comparable to or similar to the periodic table of elements that is used in science. Now, before Dmitry Mendeleev invented the periodic table, there was chemistry, but he revolutionized it by making it easier to understand, easier to teach, and easier to learn. And once you look at the periodic table, the world of chemistry opens up to you. All the elements are there on the table in the correct horizontal and vertical representation. So it really gets you to understand, for example, why you can lower your sodium by taking potassium. Yeah. It replaces it because it's right in that same column. So and it, it, this is how this book works. It gets you to uh, understand what's going on in your life, what's going on in other people's lives. And the most important thing you have to realize is how easy this is to use. I design these scales to wrap around the reader. This is not obscure or difficult to get. And I'll give you an anecdote to explain this. About 22 years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine when this book was in the early stages, it was in a transcript. And we were talking about politics and government. Now, he didn't know anything about my book at all. He didn't even know I was writing it. And I said, wait a minute, let me show you something. And I pulled out the scale of government and I handed it to him. So he took it. I didn't say anything. He took it. He looked at it. And in about a second or two, he pointed. He said, right there. I am right there. He found his level on that scale without my even suggesting that that's what it was for. That's how easy this is to use. So what will happen, for example, is the guy's not thinking at all about his mother. Okay? Not at all, right? So you show him a certain scale, he looks at it. He says, wait a minute, level four, that's my mother. This describes her perfectly. You see, he wasn't even thinking about her, but it describes the person with such specificity, he spots her on that scale. Now he understands her better and he can deal with her more successfully. So take that 
and blow it up a billion times in all directions and you get what this book is about that's that's so lovely like i'm i'm so much curious like like jim like how did you first discover septemix like which actually led you to develop this concept like how did it okay okay well the story really starts at age 16 when i was accepted into engineering school uh and i thought i was going to be engineering physical things like all the other engineers in other words electrons airfoils motors gears whatever but by the time i had my bachelor's degree i realized that i wanted to engineer the human psyche because that's where we're failing miserably 95% of the problems that people have in the industrialized world are because they don't understand people guy doesn't understand his wife doesn't understand his mother doesn't understand his son doesn't understand his next door neighbor doesn't understand his boss doesn't understand his secretary and so forth and this book completely solves it it gives you a way a reliable way to understand the people around you and yourself so to make a long story short i had a long career as a human development engineer working one on one with hundreds of clients over many thousands of hours as i was doing that i had to observe that my clients would improve in ways that were predictable to me now i never told that to anyone but i made notes like any smart engineer would do and as the decades rolled by uh, this happened more and more i came to realize that the client would be at a specific level on a scale that i already had observed and as a result of the session he would go up to the next level this happened thousands of times right in front of my face so i just kept writing this down and by about 1995 i had about 32 scales of varying lengths between 3 and 7 levels now one of these scales in particular which i had been using on a daily basis for many decades by then i absolutely knew was correct good and i realized in 95 it had a seventh level so i inserted that seventh level into the sixth level scale and when i did that it manifested mathematically I have to understand I took 26 semesters of math and loved every minute of it. Uh, I I think in math. I I understand how it interfaces with the real world. So when I saw that this scale had math in it, I said, "Whoa, this is natural law. I found something here. That's why this works because it's natural law." So then I asked myself, "I wonder how many of these other scales are actually seven level scales that hadn't been developed all the way because I wasn't developing anything I was just helping my clients and making notes so knowing what I was looking for I inspected these other scales and in a short period of time they all went to seven levels and as each one did it manifested mathematically so I said well I have discovered a new subject So then I thought, wait a minute. I can go from helping people by the hundreds, which is what I had been doing, to helping people by the millions if I put this in a book and get it out. So the first 
version of the book was completed in December of 95. And I sent the transcript to colleagues of mine, all of whom had graduate degrees in varying subjects. And they all loved it. They had different responses, but these responses were overwhelmingly positive. And that told me, okay, this is exactly what I think it is. And I spent the next 25 years of my life working on this book. Because you have to understand, first I had to discover the phenomena. Now, a lot of that was done by 95, although I did find three more scales as I was writing a book. And then I had to use this phenomena to engineer it into a workable philosophic system. Now, you have to realize, as an engineer, I'm only interested in facts and results. I'm not impressed by opinions or beliefs. They're irrelevant to engineering. So I uh, then, it, by the way, it took 20 years to develop the philosophical science. Because remember, I started with scales. And the scale by itself is not particularly helpful, but you have to get all of the implications of it out. You have to coax all the mathematical factors out of it. Now, when you read the book, it, it's not like reading math. It's more like reading about yourself. So then the hard part, most time-consuming part, was expressing this in a way that would make sense to the average reader. So there were many rewrites. For example, I wound up putting a glossary, not only in front of each chapter, but even in front of the introduction. So I'm telling you the specific meanings of the words that I'm using to help you grasp it. So after 25 years, I had seen a lot of results because every time I finished a new draft, I gave it to clients, uh, associates, friends, business partners. And by then I was selling the book kind of in a, in a simple form, transcript form. And I was getting feedback from people. We were right to me. Okay. So I got uniformly positive response to this. Nobody has ever said to me, I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense or anything like that. What they usually say is something like, wow, or this blew me away. Now that's what they say to me. I don't speak like that. I would never say that, but that's what they tell me. And I know this people connect with this because people of all types, you don't have to have a college degree to understand this. If you can read English reasonably well, and you want to improve yourself or your life, this book is for you. Wow, I guess like there are a lot of things to learn. Like um, it's, it's a very, very good topic. I won't say it's a topic. It's a kind of human uh, inside. We need to know. So it, it's very, very important. And um, li likewise, I am. I was curious and like, the, like that for those who are interested in using septemics to improve themselves. So what are the some practical steps or techniques that they can use to incorporate into their daily lives? Like, what will you suggest? Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say that the specific person and the specific situation for the person dictates how he will use this. Mm. So I gave you before an example about a guy who's having a romance problem. Okay. Now, a person who's running a business, have trouble with his business, he can use this book, but he's going to use different skills, you see. And a person who has 
a million employees is going to use it differently from a guy who has 10 employees. So it's hard to generalize because this is very specific. Each of these 35 scales is a roadmap for the corresponding area of life. Okay. Every person is somewhere, meaning he's at some level on all 35 scales. Now you can ignore this data, but it's much smarter to take advantage of it. Where are you on the scale of choice? Where are you on the scale of motivation? Where are you on the scale of basic purposes? You see? And every time you spot one, you have an epiphany. You say, ah, I see. Or the same thing with other people. You can look at another person. You can spot that person. This is extremely useful. Now look, when I was a young person, this data didn't exist. So I made the same stupid mistakes that everybody makes. But now that does not happen to me, will not happen to me, cannot happen to me. Because the data, once you understand the book, it's not hard to use it. People tell you their levels. If you just observe somebody, and I'll give you a specific example. I know, I mean, K-N-O-W. I'm not guessing. I know the basic purpose of every president of the United States going back as far as Franklin Delano Roosevelt and many of the presidents prior to that who I studied, such as Washington and Lincoln and Jefferson. Now, what could possibly be more important than knowing someone's basic purpose? That's what the person is trying to do. So knowing your own basic purpose is an epiphany. When you find out which one of these six levels applies to you, it changes the way you look at the world. Because what happens is you throw out the other six levels. They don't apply to you. And you say, okay, this is what I'm about. I'm at this level. So that's what your life is about. So it's very empowering. It makes it clear. And that's true for all the scales. Now you have to realize some of these are general scales and some of these are specific scales. And what I mean by that is the scale of basic purposes is a general scale. Once you find your level on that scale, you're done. That's it. Or once you find your wife's level or your boss's level, you're done with them. Okay. This is extremely powerful information to have, but that's it. You're finished with that. You can use it on another person. But as far as once you get it correctly for a specific person, that's it. As opposed to a specific scale in which it depends on the application. Let's take the scale of motivation. You can say that's a specific scale. You can say, what's my motivation toward my wife? What's my motivation toward my brother-in-law? What's my motivation toward my boss? Etc. See, you can use this in 50 different ways. Then you can say, what is my father's motivation toward me? What is my girlfriend's motivation toward me? What is my cousin's motivation toward me? And you can analyze all of them. Now, knowing someone's motivation is extremely important. I did the heavy lifting by getting it down to seven levels. You see, if I were to stop somebody on the street and say, uh, what's your wife's motivation toward you? He would look at me like I was from Mars. And he would say something like, how can I know that? 
There are millions of possible motivations. Well, truth is, there are only six, pardon me, seven. And uh, all the others are subsets of those. So I'll give you an example. Let's say a guy is dating a girl and he's thinking about marrying her, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be good for him to know her motivation? Why does she want to marry him? That's an important question. Now, level one is, I label as charity. You could call it love. Uh, that's the highest motivation, where you do something out of love. So if that's the reason, that's a good reason to marry her. But suppose she wants to marry him because he drives a Maserati, he owns a yacht, he flies his own jet, and he lives in a palace. That's a completely different motivation. That's what someone would call a gold digger. Now, distinguishing between these two for this guy might be the difference between him marrying her or ending the relationship. Either way, he will be happy because he knows what's going on. He knows either this is the girl for me or this is not the girl for me. Now, there are many men for example, many rich, older, unattractive men are perfectly happy marrying a gold digger. Happens all the time, right? A 50-year-old guy meets a beautiful 23-year-old girl, marries her. He gives her a fur coat, a diamond ring, a pearl necklace, uh, a credit card, and a Corvette, okay? She's happy. He's happy. He doesn't care if she's a gold digger, you see? So for him, that might be fine. For another person, they might say, no, I don't want that. I want some person, some person who loves me. So you see, just examples of how you could use this data and realize there's 35 scales and each specific scale can be used in 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 ways. Definitely. That, 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 yeah. that, that so it's very, it's very useful. Yeah, it's, it's really very useful, I would say. So, um, yeah, so there, there, are, there are other other questions also coming into my mind. And um, so. Okay, so that's great, Jim. Like, I um, really feel like it's, it's very important for all of us, be it for any generations. It's very, I mean, critical and it's important for us to understand ourselves first and uh, rate accordingly like understand the levels as you mentioned so i guess uh, people should read your book and it will be very much beneficial for them they will also get to learn a lot of new things but while uh, while understanding i guess you have already mentioned a lot of things about septemex and it's it's really beautiful i would say but uh, how can one uh, use the septemix to help others like their friends their families or maybe the business associates so any any applications any specific applications are there or maybe any techniques are there so that you would want to recommend to people okay well first of all it's all based on observation and insight okay so you observe somebody who you're connected to And this person is having some kind of a difficulty. And you want to help this person. So you get the person to look at the appropriate chapter in the book. So I'll give you an example. 
most people have children and most children at some point have some difficulty in school. Even the good students sometimes have difficulty. So there's a scale of scholarship. In that chapter, I tell you in detail how to make someone a better scholar. So the father sees that the son is having trouble in school. He says, come here, son, let me show you something. He shows him the glossary for the scale of scholarship. He says, look at this glossary. Kid looks at it, okay. Then he says, now look at this scale. Now the kid will be interested because it says right there, scale of scholarship. He's a scholar and he just read the definitions of the words that he's looking at. So he's going to be interested in this. So, and the dad could say, where are you on this scale? See? And what will usually happen in a matter of seconds, talking about 15, 20 seconds, is the person will find a bracket. It's very easy for a person to find a bracket. This happens maybe 95% of the time. The person will look at it and he will see that he fits in somewhere on the scale, but he'll say, well, you know, I'm either at three or four. See, that's a bracket. So if he says that, that means he already threw out five levels. He's narrowed it down. So then you say to him, okay, so let's have you read this chapter. So he reads the chapter uh, and then he comes back and the dad says, okay, now take a look at this. Which is it? Okay, are you at three or at, your four, or at four, for example? And the kid looks at it and he says, well, now that I read it, I can see that I'm at level four. And at that point, he will have a realization. He will say, ah, okay. Even if he doesn't voice it, he will have a realization in his mind as to, okay, this tells me exactly where I am. And then the dad says, okay, let's improve you by moving you up from level four to level three. So you have a specific task, okay? And the kid is probably going to want to do that because it tells you how to be a better scholar. Since he's having trouble, he thinks, well, this will help me, you see? So then the dad could use the data in the chapter to move the kid up from level four to level three. And you have just improved the kid's scholarship ability, okay? You didn't have to hire a tutor. You don't have to spend any money. You didn't have to send them to a school or anything. It's all in the book. Now, I specifically wrote this book in such a way that once you get the book, you don't need anything else. If you can read English reasonably well and you actually study the data, you will get it. You don't need to join a church, to join a political party, to go to classes, uh, to spend any more money. It's just you and the book. Now, you probably should have a dictionary handy, but everybody does. Everybody has a dictionary now. And I would say that about any book in the world. I've had a lifetime in the field of education and you can't learn anything without a dictionary. You're going to run into words, okay? It doesn't matter what the field is. Now, some people think, well, if you're studying math or science or engineering, that doesn't apply. No, it applies because the books are written in English. You know, That's you're studying true. physics, the vector. What does that word mean? Right, you're studying math. What does absolute value mean? And having done 
a tremendous amount of tutoring, a lifetime of tutoring with people, I have found all the time that people have things that they don't understand, usually specifically words. And what's worse than not knowing the meaning is having a wrong meaning or an incomplete meaning. That really screws the guy up. So once you look at the word, and this is what I talk about in the scale of literacy and the scale of scholarship, you actually look up the word. You know, you look at its derivation, you look at all of its meanings, you look at it in the context in this sentence, then you understand it. So what I tell everyone who asks me about this, in order to benefit from this, the best way to do it is start on the first line of the first page of the book and go through it as a student, because this is a textbook on a new subject. This is not a form of something else. And you go through, and when you get to the end, it'll take you some time, go back to the beginning, read it again, and as you come to each scale, find your level on every scale. And if you do that for all 35 axes, by the time you get to the end of the book, at the second reading, you will be a new person. You'll be a greatly clarified person. Setting. Like, uh, so this is basically, uh, the concept is the wonderful and uh, people used to get to learn things by themselves only. They need, uh, do not need anyone's help. From the book itself, they can get to know everything. They can just have to follow the steps and they can easily get to get into things. And it's it's uh, what, I, what right. I also feel like it's the self-actualization which happens when you see uh, it's a kind of image thing which uh, gets into our mind. Okay, I'm into this level and I need to do something. I can do something. And from there, definitely they can go ahead and they can definitely change their lives. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's very, very important. I, I will definitely recommend everyone to get read the book and I, I'll, I'll definitely believe I myself will definitely do because obviously I would also love to uh, uh, check my level as well and uh, definitely I am I'm very much curious right now so um, finally like uh, I'm sure like our listeners are wondering like if septemics applies to everyone or if there are certain people or situations where it may be more or less uh, effective so can you speak to that a bit like about this what exactly are you asking me does it apply to everyone um yeah if, if it applies to everyone okay the short answer is yes it applies to everyone across all lines gender race ethnicity history social religious, cultural, economic, educational, professional, geographic, nation, age, it applies to everybody across all of those demographics. Now, having said that, let me say this. I said earlier, this is for people who could read English reasonably well and want to improve themselves or their lives. Obviously, if you can't read English, this book is not going to help you. But uh, there's another category, which is there are people who have no intention of improving themselves or anybody else. Psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, uh, torturers, 
serial murderers, professional criminals. There's all kinds of people who have no interest in self-improvement. This book is not for them. They're not going to read it. If they did read it, they wouldn't understand it. And even if they did understand it, they wouldn't apply it because it's counter to their life. Okay. I've had a life of helping people since I was a boy. And so that's what this is about. That's why I wrote this book, to help people. So uh, it, people who are at or near the bottom of all of these scales, they're going to have a hard time with this because one of the basic axioms of this subject is it's about insight. It requires some insight, but it also improves your insight. So you come to the book and you have a certain amount of insight. You have enough of insight to say, this makes sense and it applies to me, right? That requires some insight. Then as you use it, you get more insight. Ah, I see. Now, the reason that these people are at the bottom of the scales, the reason that they're war criminals, uh, serial killers and things like that, is because they're at or near the bottom of these scales because they lack insight. So it takes somebody like Jack the Ripper, right? Who went around London murdering young women. He obviously lacked insight, right? He lacked the insight that you and I have. It's not a good idea to murder people. He lacked the insight that these women have a right to be left alone, you see? He lacks that insight. So that's the difference between people who are upscale and people who are downscale. So don't expect evil people, professional criminals, to like this book, to use this book, to understand this book. It's not going to happen. They don't want this book to exist because they do not want people like you improving their lives. There are people in the world, and it's a lot more than most people think, who they're about getting whatever they can, okay? They want to steal your money. They want to rip you off through the internet, right? They want to get the money out of your bank account, right? These are people who lack insight because upscale people say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not smart. People go to prison for that. You see? So... It is very, very well known uh, for centuries that criminals are stupid. That's why they're criminals. And I'll give you a perfect example. Adolf Hitler. This was a stupid person. I happen to be an expert in military science. As a student of military science, I have studied him and World War II carefully for many decades. He made six or eight catastrophic errors In military science, forget about the fact that he was crazy, that he was a psychopath. Just put that aside. He did the wrong thing, okay? Hermann Goering, his second-in-command, told him, if the Russians get into the war, we will lose. Hitler didn't listen. He invaded the Russians, and the Russians wound up conquering them, okay? Many of his generals told him, if the Americans get into the war, We will lose because their industrial might exceeds all of Europe, okay? And yet he declared war in the United States. There was no need for him to do that. That was stupid. So that's what you get from people like that. That's why you get catastrophes, because you have stupid people involved, okay? So 
That in itself is not news to most people. But what is clear is that you can spot these people on these scales. Yeah. And realize, okay, this is not somebody I want to deal with. So that's goes 35 axes. So you can, let's say you want, a guy wants to go on business with you. You know, let's make a partnership. We'll each put in $100,000 and start this business, right? You should analyze this guy with this book. Where is he on the scale of choice? Is he a decisive person? Okay. Where is he on the scale of spiritual ability? Uh, pardon me, spiritual identity. What is his spiritual identity? Because a person who's high on any scale, that is a plus. And when a person is low on any scale, that is a minus. And believe me, it's not hard to use this. And I'll give you an example. When Barack Obama came on the scene running for president, most of us in the United States had no idea who he was. He had only been in the Senate for two years. Now, the people of Illinois, they elected him senator. They knew who he was. But the people in the other 49 states, we didn't know. So I said, who is this guy? You know, I got to find out. So I did an analysis, took some time. I listened to his speeches. I observed him. And I was able to locate his basic purpose. Now, I'm not going to tell you what it is, because that would be unethical. But it told me who this person was and whether or not I wanted to vote for him or not. So I tell everyone, do not divulge the level on any scale of any living person, including yourself. So let's say you look at the scale of basic purposes, okay, and you find your level. Don't run around telling everybody. That's not a good idea. If someone wants to know your basic purpose, show them the book and say, you figure it out. It's not that hard. Correct. So I absolutely will not divulge the level of any living person. Now, in the book, I do divulge levels of deceased persons like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar, okay, because it's instructive. Mm. In order to explain the phenomena, it helps people, you know, to look at these people because these people are fairly well known. And more importantly, you can find out. If you want to know about George Washington, there are hundreds and hundreds of books and videos. You can find out everything about him. And when you do that, then you can say, ah, I see what level this guy is at. See? And it really helps you to explain what's going on in the world. For example, most people know that Two of the founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton, were enemies. It's not so much that Hamilton hated Jefferson, but Jefferson despised Hamilton. Why is that? These were both patriots. They both did great things for the United States. They both made great contributions to the, to the country and society in general. So why is it that Jefferson hated Hamilton so much, you see? Well, I happen to know, on the scale of basic purposes, Hamilton was at level two, which is leader. Jefferson was at level three, which is winner. It's not, those people are not compatible. So I can tell ahead of time, if I know somebody's level, this guy and this guy will get along or they will not get along. So I've run businesses in my life, okay? We had to hire personnel. 
So I would have to look at the personnel. Is this somebody who's going to fit in here, you see? Even before I wrote the book, I had insight into this. I, I could spot somebody and know, okay, this person is going to contribute to this group. And another person might have just as much skill, just as much knowledge, just as much education, but is not going to fit in. And I'll give you an example. When I was a young man, I had a business and I was looking for a new employee. So I put out an ad and I saw all these women. I narrowed it down and I got it down to two people. Now I decided, well, I'm going to, I just made a decision and I invited them both to my apartment so that I could tell them face to face. Okay. So the first young lady comes in and I said, I don't think you're the right person for this position. I'm not going to hire you. And she said, well, really, who are you going to hire? And I told her, and it turned out she knew this other person. Well, that's not hard. We're in the same city. We're in the same field. We're all about the same age. She knew her. And she said to me, and I quote, she said, you mean you're going to hire her over me? What I didn't say to her, because I'm a gentleman, is that's why I'm not hiring you because of that attitude. Mm -hmm. You're going to bring unhappiness into our business. So then her half hour was up, the next person came. And as the second person came, the first person was leaving. And because they knew one another, they said, hello, how are you? You know, I didn't know you were trying. So the second girl came in and I said, I'm giving you this job. Now, this second person who I hired, she worked for me for a year and a half. I had not one slight problem with her. She was perfect. She was always on time. She was always prepared. She had a great attitude. She did her job well. There were, there were no problems of any kind. I could see this, right? I had enough insight into this person's personality to see this is the right person for this group. And she fit in perfectly. So think about that. If you're going to marry somebody, you want to have an analysis of this person. You know, where is this person on the scale? And not get into some situation that, you, that later you will regret. Because I'll give you another axiom from this subject that's highly relevant. Being at or near the top of any scale is both a cause and an effect mm. of being at or near the top of any other scale. Kidding. And also being at or near the bottom of any scale is both a cause and an effect of being at or near the bottom of any other scale. So there are generally upscale people and generally downscale people. Also, a person could be high on one scale and high on another scale. So for example, Bill Clinton in his profession was highly regarded for good reason. He knew what he was doing. He knew his job and he did a good job in his profession. Even his enemies and his opponents admit that, okay? But if you look at the way he treated women, this is no secret. This was in the news. He was impeached because of it. He got sued by all these women who abused, he we abused, and, he, and then when he had to testify, he lied. That's perjury, that's a crime. He obstructed evidence, okay? So clearly, in his area of expertise, which would be the scale of human ability, he was high on that scale. 
But in the area of, let's say, sexuality, he was at a low level. Again, I'm not giving any lows. I'm not saying anything that's not already in the public domain. There are women who went on video and stated that he raped them and they gave the date, the time, the location, exactly what he did. So there's a lot of this, okay? A lot of evidence that people know about. Now, there are some people who say, well, okay, I don't want my daughter to date this guy, but he knows what he's doing in his job, you see? So that's somebody where if you're looking for somebody to be in a political position, you know, like he was governor of a state for two terms, he was president of the United States for two terms, he knew what he was talking about. Even if you don't agree with specific policies, he was a competent person. Good. And he was smart enough to take advice. He brought in Dick Morris to advise him. And Morris, who was one of the top experts, said, do this and do this and do this. And he was smart enough to listen to him. And so he did bipartisan things that made the electorate happy with him. Okay? But would, I, would you want your daughter to go out with him? Definitely not. So it depends on the context, you see? True. What, what situation are we evaluating here? So you have 35 scales and you can, you can if you want, you can do a, an analysis of a person across 35 skills. I have done that. And there's three of them in the book. At the end of the book, it's a complete septemic analysis across 35 skills of three actual people that I knew. I do not give any names. I do not give the gender. I do not give any information whatsoever. I just call them subject one, subject two, and subject three. So that you can see how this works, that there are people who are high in one thing, low in another thing, and you have to make a judgment. This is helpful. This is beneficial, whether you're running a business or running a family or anything else. This is useful data. And it's not that hard to use because people tell you their levels. Comes right out of their mouths. Correct. This is, this is, I guess, this is a kind of game changer, I would, I would say. Uh, it can actually help a person uh, who may be trying to understand himself or herself. It will actually give them a path to know who they are and how they can improve themselves. So there's a lot of things they can do it and uh, definitely, definitely. So uh, like I, def- I was enjoying when you were just mentioning all these things with the examples and all. It's it's really relevant and it's true as well. So uh, I guess listeners will also understand the importance of septemics and it's a uh, it's, it's, the term is maybe uh, new for someone. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll definitely recommend to read about it, read the book, and uh, it's it's definitely gonna change. I myself will do, and I definitely would love to. So uh, with this, uh, and that's that's bring us at the end of today's episode of the Healthy Mind and Healthy Life podcast with Avek. So we hope like everyone have enjoyed learning about the fascinating world of septemics and the many ways it can benefit you and those around you so a big thank you to jim 
like thank you so much for joining the show and sharing your expertise and insights with us today i guess it will definitely change a lot for the people and uh, so for the listeners i will definitely say uh, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode or any topics related to it will definitely would love to cover in the future for sure and please do not hesitate to reach out to us you can find us on social media and visit our websites as well as always we encourage you to take whatever like you have learned today and apply it on your own life like it's 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 really i guess it will definitely bring some change to your life so remember that small changes can lead to big results and that's investing in your own personal growth and development which is the one of the best things you can do for yourself and those who are around you so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next next time on this show healthy mind and healthy life so with this thank you so much thank you for joining and thank you jim for sharing all this lovely lovely ideas insights and your expertise so thank you so much thank you avik